Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the Mining Podcast. And we have a returning guest who was on um, probably over three years ago now. So that was episode 46, which was recorded uh, back in October 2019. So we have Darren uh, Stralo, who's the Chief Executive Officer at Bellevue Gold, who are a junior um, miner um, who has discovered an ex- exceptionally high-grade gold system in the world-class uh, Goldfields Mining District um, in one of the uh, highest grade and fast growing gold projects in Western Australia. Um, Darren is an experienced mining executive um, and a qualified mining engineer with over 20 years industry experience and has been a member of the senior management team at Northern Star Resources for over 10 years before joining the helm at Bellevue Gold. Um, he's going to give us an overview of the company um, and what the, uh, what the outlook is going to look like moving forward uh, going into 2023 and beyond. So that's welcome, Darren, to the podcast. How are you doing, Darren? Matt, I'm doing very well. Uh, it's great to see you again. It does uh, feel almost like yesterday, 2019, when we chatted, but um, you know, it was a lifetime ago. So uh, glad to be talking to you again, Rob. Yeah, certainly. And obviously a lot of things have happened since then. So, uh, and obviously you've moved on and um, you're now obviously the CEO of Bellevue Gold. For those that are obviously um, may have not listened to that podcast three three years ago, just wondered if you can give us a, a quick overview of of your career and of yourself uh, before we speak about um, Bellevue Gold. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a mining engineer, as you said. I was trained at the WA School of Mines, which is in Kalgoorlie, in the middle of Western Australia. Uh, I've spent predominantly my my um, mining time in underground gold mines. Uh, so you know, started off in the gold fields and then ended up working um, at a mine called Paulson's, which is up in the Pilbara, uh, which is not in operation anymore. And that was Northern Star's founding asset. So I got on the Northern Star bus pretty early when Northern Star was just a, a sort of shelf company, you know, sort of circa $10 million market cap. And then over the next sort of 11 plus years, uh, we grew Northern Star into a, um, I think at one stage it was a plus $15 billion company. So um, you know, it was an amazing journey for, you know, a young profession would be to be involved in and uh, you know, really proud of the, the stuff that we did at Northern Star, taking it from a single asset to a, you know, Australian major. Um, and then I left there in sort of the end of or late 2021 um, and joined Bellevue Gold. I, you know, I really like the asset that we have at Bellevue um, and you know, I've been in the seat here for about a year or just over a year now, which is um, pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, so just wondering if you can just tell us a little bit about Bellevue Gold as a company um, and then we speak about some of the projects. Yeah, absolutely. So look, Bellevue is a, is a startup company. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's grown from a, from a shell as well. So a few years ago, it was less, it was less than six years ago that um, Bellevue was actually discovered. So Bellevue is an existing opera, an existing mine um, that was around in the, you know, from the 1890s all the way through to the 1990s, it was sort of on and off in operation. Um, and then, yeah, a very small company got it. Uh, it was 
actually owned by a nickel company previously and was just used for dewatering a nickel mine, the old asset there. Uh, and then Bellevue as a company uh, discovered extensions to the old Bellevue mine and, and build a significant you know, high-grade resource off the back of it. Um, so, you know, it's a single asset. You know, Bellevue is our, our core focus and, you know, we've gone through that journey of being an exploration company, um, now a development company, and pretty soon will be a, a gold producer, which we're all super excited about. Yeah. So I wonder if you can just tell us a little bit about the project. Um, if you can tell us a little bit about the project. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure, mate. So look, it's uh, uh, it's actually quite a significant um, project that has been defined. So there's over 3 million ounces of high-grade resource at 10 grams per tonne. It's got a 1.3 million ounce reserve at 6 grams per tonne. And the company's defined a 10-year mine life. Uh, and you know this mine life is going to be it for the first five years of that. Uh, it averages two hundred thousand ounces per annum at a thousand dollar to eleven hundred dollar uh, Australian all in sustaining costs, which is right at the bottom end of the um, all in sustaining cost chart. You know it's a it's it's a unique asset in terms of being brownfields, but we're not doing remnant mining in the old areas. We're mining extensions along strike that the old timers were on, and we're mining a hanging wall load and a footwall load, which is all virgin ground. Uh, and, you know, we've only just started defining it from surface. So all of the drilling to date um, up to about, you know, probably a year ago has been from uh, the surface. We just started the underground development. Uh, we've just got rigs underground now that are, that are drilling it out and adding to that mine life. So, you know, we're in a, we're in a region in Western Australia where, you know, similar, you know, I can load uh, gold, um, deposits average, you know, between five to 10 million ounce systems. Now we've got a sort of three to 4 million ounce system here now. So we're very confident that once we get underground, we can drill it out, we can extend it. Uh, and, um, you know, we're going to be here for a long time. So um, look, it's something we're pretty excited about, but it's not every day a, uh, you know, a 200,000 ounce per annum mine in your own backyard becomes, uh, you know, comes online. And, um, you know, that's our, our big target for later this year. So what's it like being in sitting in your first CEO role? Um, obviously you've been there just over a year now. What what's what's it like? Was it what you expected? Yeah, look, uh it, it's it's different. Um, I mean, I've come from a much bigger company with multiple assets. Uh, and you know, over my time at Northern Star, I spent various roles um either running operations uh, or doing the business development side, so mergers, acquisitions, etc. Um, and, you know, was able to buy some big projects and sell some projects there, which gave us a good background of, of experience, but, um, you know, nothing ever prepares you fully for, for the big role. You know, coming into a, a company like Bellevue with one asset sort of simplifies the business that way, but then having a broader role makes it a bit more complex. So you sort of end up in the same spot you were in before in terms of what you're doing on a day-by-day -day basis. But what I can say is that We've managed to recruit, well, Bellevue already had in place um, a really high quality team. And then as that team's grown over the past 12 months, managed to, to recruit some you know, amazing individuals in, into some, you know, into roles, you know, key roles within the company. And, um, you know, really stoked with the team that we have and, um, you know, the experience that everyone's got here and everyone's, you know, pulling towards the same thing. And you know the one thing that you, you realize, and I've realized this a lot over my career, is you can't do everything yourself. You need to surround yourself with the right people that um, have the right culture and are able to, to do the job. 
And, you know, we've got an amazing management team here. Um, you know, there's a couple of guys in the, in the leadership team here. So myself, uh, my CFO, my head of operations and the head of investor relations and sustainability, we're all ex-Northern Star. So we've seen the journey that side um, and we're, you know, ready to have a crack and apply that to, uh, you know, the Bellevue story. Obviously, you've been with Northern Star for, for, for a while. What lessons would you say that you've learned from being with that company and it's obviously a successful company? Um, and obviously, as you mentioned, the management, some of the management team have, cut, have come through that. What are some of the lessons, lessons that you've learned with Northern Star that you're going to take uh, to and bring to Bellevue Gold? Yeah, look, I think the one of the big keys is just, just looking for constant opportunities to improve. So whether that's improved from an operational perspective, like within your own portfolio, um, whether that's looking to upskill in terms of, you know, your team, your operation, your, you know, even your own personal skill sets, but then also having the ability to just take stuff on and, and be really proactive about the things that you do. I mean, we grew quickly at Northern Star. And I, m- I remember we went through this exceptional period of growth uh, where we went from having one asset to having um, four or five assets in a six-month period. And um, someone used the quote to us, which was, uh, I think it was attributed to Peter Brock, who was a very famous Australian uh, race car driver. And it was bite off more than you can chew and then chew like hell. Uh, so it was a busy time, uh, but really personally rewarding. You know, we grew a lot of people then and we got to, to grow a company, which was something that was pretty cool to do. Um. Can you just tell us a little bit about the native title agreement you recently signed? Yeah, sure. So um, we've been working pretty closely with the native title holders um, from the Bellevue ground. So it's a it's a group called the Chual Aboriginal Corporation. And, um, you know, what's important to, to any native title holder, um, certainly in the region that we operate in, is that, you know, we're protecting their culture and we're protecting their country, but um, they're always willing to, to work with you um, towards um, you know what is going to be a mutually beneficial arrangement. So um, we went through a process that that lasted you know the best part of eight months, uh, where we brought lots of people out to site. We told them what we were going to do. We discussed the infrastructure that we were looking to put in place. Um, they had some feedback on that. We used that feedback to to even adjust some of the layout of where our our processing plan, our infrastructure was going to go, so that we could show that we were listening to them in terms of what we were doing on on their country. Um, and we were able to, to come to a, you know, what is a very mutually beneficial agreement uh, in September. We signed a, a native title agreement and a cultural heritage management plan for the Bellevue project. So, you know, that's a huge enabler for the project and shows everyone that our traditional owner group's on side. Uh, but it's also something that is going to be a long-term agreement and makes us, you know, both partners and, um, you know, really strong partners in, in the operation. Um, you mentioned, obviously, always looking to improve. Um, and maybe improve efficiencies. Um, and I know you focus a lot on data analytics. Um, just wondering if you can just tell us a little bit more around some of the data analytics that you're focusing on with uh, with Bellevue Gold. Yeah, absolutely. So um, look, we're using, you know, you get sort of really good opportunities when you build a new mine to be able to, you know, install the right communication systems to be able to, you know, implement the latest technologies to, to what you're doing from an underground perspective. And, um, you know, we sort of talk around the, around the water cooler here at Bellevue that, you know, we don't want to come here and, you know, work long hours and, you know, and only get just middling results. We want to strive to, 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 to get, you know, best in class results in everything that we do. 
so how do you do that? You've got to measure it. You've got to focus on where the key areas are. You've got to put actions in place to improve things. And, um, you know, and that, that's kind of the, the system that we're setting up. So, you know, from an underground mining perspective, um, we brought in this, uh, you know, tier one contractor, a group called Develop, uh, who are doing the underground mining for us. But we work really closely with them to, to make sure that, you know, plans are in place, schedules are in place. You know, we've got enough work areas. Uh, we've got everything um, going really well in order to get that, uh, you know, the high level of performance. So, you know, we can get live data in terms of, you know, what's being done underground fed up to the surface due to the comm system and due to a, um, a software program that we use on site, which is called LiveMine. So LiveMine gives you live data from the, the mining face um, back up to the office that you can that you can crunch and you can look at what you're doing and then you can target areas um, of you know improved performance and, and keep it turning over that way. So we started um, you know underground a couple of years ago. The, the portal at Bellevue was actually uh, fired back in July, August 2020. So um, we've been underground for you know two and a half years now. A lot of that was just single heading, you know, ventilation restricted, uh, slow going development. Um, middle of last year, we brought develop in, um, the mine plan opened up. So there was more work areas and we managed to increase our productivities by about, by over 60% uh, with the one jumbo. So we went from doing, you know, low 200. So it was, I think it was 210 odd meters per month uh, for one jumbo up to 350 plus. We've now added a second jumbo in. We're doing 300 metres per jumbo that way. So what that does by getting those extra metres early is it gives you quicker access to your ore body, gives you, you know, more ore to the mill earlier, which is a huge driver of, of increased NPV in one of these operations. So that's really what we're focused on doing and, and we'll keep doing that. You know, we're going to crank up here to four jumbos later this year, which is you know, it's a very, very busy mine having having four jumbos operating. But, um, you know, with everything that we're doing, we're, we're still expecting to get, you know, awesome results and awesome productivities from all the machines because of the way that we track the data and the way that we we plan our days out. Yeah. Um, and obviously, moving on from that, I wonder if you can give us any sort of figures and forecasts that you're looking to achieve this year and going into next year. Yeah, absolutely. So look, our, our, our big focus now is getting the processing plant built. So because we've got the, the head start from the underground mining perspective, um, we're at, we've added our third jumbo as of the start of this month, fourth jumbo uh, in Q2 this calendar year. Um, we are you know, rapidly progressing the build of the processing plant. It's going to be a million tonnes per annum. Uh, so you know, 3,000 tonne a day for the Canadians um, and North Americans that listen. And you know that's that's quite a significant um, sort of production rate from what's a narrow vein ore body, uh, but we'll be able to maintain it because we have you know multiple work areas going. So we're going to have you know open up five to six different mining areas, and have them ready to go for first production later this year. We're targeting having a two hundred thousand ton stockpile sitting on the surface uh, at over five grams per ton for for plant commissioning. Uh, in the second half of this year of 2023 and um, you know this is going to allow us to hit that operating run rate of you know a million ton per annum uh, and that's what you know a million ton per annum at six grams per ton 97 percent recovery that's what adds up to your 200,000 ounce per annum run rate so 
we get our runs on the board doing that, and then we can look at you know various avenues to growth beyond uh, beyond that when we reach it. Um, ESG um, obviously um, is an important topic in the mining industry. Um, you're talking to be net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2026. Um, how are you looking to achieve that? Yeah, look, it's a very good question, and um, you know, I, I guess you know when I was talking about starting a mine right and, and setting up the infrastructure correctly. Um, it's also something that, you know, just an underground mine, it's also something that we're looking to do as a full operation. So um, we, are, we have a stated aspiration of, of producing net zero gold by 2026. And, and how we're going to do that is by, you know, attacking all the different levels of, of carbon production all through the hierarchy. So the, the big core of that is a, is a large renewable energy um, pro, uh, power plant that, that we're looking to build on site. So that's going to consist of, you know, wind turbines, a solar farm and containerized natural gas uh, for the thermal uh, with a large battery there that, that helps out. And um, with that power station, we're targeting plus 80% uh, renewable energy penetration when averaged throughout the year. So you know, that's huge. There's no other mining operation around, um, you know, at least in Australia, that's, that's pulling 80% renewable energy penetration uh, through their power station. And that's the station that we're looking to build. So, um, you know, we'll have the gas, um, the thermals on for commissioning of the plant. We'll have solar on later this year, um, wind turbines in, in early 2024. And then that allows us to get on that pathway to, to net zero. We've broken the back from a, um, from a power perspective. And that's when we start to focus on the mining operations. So, um, we have joined a group called the Electric Mine Consortium, which is based here in, in Perth in Western Australia. And that is a, a group of you know, over 10 mining companies and then a whole bunch of, of METS companies, so technology companies, that all get together and share data on how to electrify mines. Because when, our, our, you know, when the sun's uh, shining and the wind's blowing at Bellevue, we're going to be creating a lot of um, what we call spilled energy, so energy that we just can't use, so it's going to dissipate. Um, so in the future, when we can do things like you know long-term battery storage, uh, when we can increase the amount of electrification that's on a mine, at the moment there's some technological barriers that mean um, that we can't replace you know some of the diesel equipment that we use. But through the the electric mine consortium or the EMC. Our big focus is on hitting all those other parts of the hierarchy to, to try and mitigate that carbon use at a site level. Um, and then, you know, as you go down that hierarchy of control, you know, we've got the power sorted, um, the mine planning, the mine design, the equipment that we're using, we're going to mitigate as much as we practically can. And then there'll be a small offset component at the end of that. So um, we'll be offsetting some carbon, uh, so, yeah, some carbon production. And we're looking at how we can do that with the, the greatest benefit to, to our local communities. So it's going to be sort of high quality offsets, um, based, you know, Australian based, preferen uh, preferentially Western Australian based. Um, I know you're keen on developing uh, graduates and the, and the younger generation. Um, what plans have you got in place or, or what you're looking to do with Bellevue around this? Yeah, look, so we, we are, you know, maybe for context, um, you know, at Northern Star, I was, uh, I used to run all our graduate programs there for, for a number of years. And, you know, we were pulling in upwards of 30 graduates per year and giving them basically, you know, apprenticeships, um, if you like, even as professionals on the, you know, within a mining company and, and 
um, you know, created an awesome platform and that's continuing, you know, at Northern Star and I think they're doing a great job at it. Uh, and I'm also a member of the um, WA School of Mines Alumni Committee. So one of our big focuses there is on, you know, creating industry-ready graduates through the WA School of Mines, you know, attracting more people into mining um, and wanting to be involved in, in mining as an industry um, and then finding, you know, placement jobs and graduate jobs through, through that as an organisation. You know, at Bellevue, we're, we're at the start of that journey. So we've hired uh, our first uh, mining engineering graduate who started uh, not that long ago. We will probably hire another two coming up this year. And, you know, we're looking for, actually, we've got geology graduates on site. Um, when we do the processing plant, we'll get some grads in that way. And, you know, we'll always be looking to, to bring the next generation in, give them jobs and, and train them up. And, you know, that's not just the professional side either. You know, the... The industry in general is growing. Like there's a lot of competition for people here in Western Australia at the moment. So if you as a company don't have a commitment to, you know, training people, bringing them in and, and showing them the right way to do things, um, you're not going to find just, you know, those, uh, you know, experienced um, people just, just hanging on uh, as low hanging fruit out there. You have to actually put the work in. So we're going to do that at Bellevue as well. Yeah. How are you actually finding... Um, attracting people to the industry and I suppose looking at graduates initially how what what is the industry doing to attract more people in in into mining obviously I, I asked this question uh, to a, lot, a number of different guests uh, obviously around the branding of mining and and obviously people that are not in mining uh, um, have varied views um, and it, I suppose they have a little bit of a negativity view of mining what what are you seeing? Has things developed over the last sort of last few years in, in trying to attract graduates into the industry? And, and what what have what have what have you been doing or what have you seen the industry been doing to attract people into the industry? Yeah, so look, I think that that there has been a bit of a PR problem for, for mining for, for a while now. And um, you know, when you you go and talk to you know someone who's not associated with the industry on the street, what they think of is a you know, a coal miner, you know, coming out, you know, late at the end of the shift with all the soot on their face and they just think that that's what mining is. And I think that, you know, that's probably um, a wake-up call for the rest of the industry to actually go, well, wait a second, we actually need to talk about what we do as mining companies because we have a opportunity now, particularly with the, um, the fossil fuel transition period that we're going to go through over the next, you know, Know, couple of years, couple of decades, is that we cannot wean ourselves as a society off fossil fuels without significant mining. So it's now mining can position itself as an opportunity to, to really help society, uh, which is something that should attract the next generation and, um, and hopefully does. Uh, you know, as a gold miner, you know, we're not a battery metals producer, um, but by going out and saying that, you know, we have a big ESG focus, uh, you know, we want to have, you know, high diversity. We, we want to produce net zero gold or gold bar that you can buy that doesn't have any carbon attached to it. People see that and go, well, actually, that's an aspiration that aligns with my personal values. Uh, and, you know, we've been, been finding it easier. You know, when we do our, our interviews now as we're ramping up, um, you know, I think we have to hire something like 100 people over the next six months um, as we get closer to, to building our process plan. When you have interviews with the the next generation, you know, so the the uh, Gen Zers or whoever they are that are that are starting to come in, and you say, you know, why Bellevue? What's attracted you to us? And they say, well, look, 
Um, your ESG focus has attracted me. The, the opportunity to, to produce net zero gold, which is something no one's ever done, is something that is attracting me to your company. So, you know, I think, you know, in general, we just have to look out for those opportunities as, as mining companies to, you know, be a little bit different and focus on the future and, um, and we'll get those good people coming in. From a, you know, I guess a WA School of Mines perspective, um, we've actually seen an uptick in students studying mining disciplines this, uh, this year. Um, so enrolled for, for 2023 going forward, uh, which is amazing to see. So there was a huge lack of, um, of people studying mining disciplines a couple of years ago. And that even caused a couple of, of mining schools to close their undergraduate degrees. And I think the um, um, Camborne School of Mines closed their undergraduate degrees, which, are, which we were really sad to see. Um, as a you know similar school to, to WA School of Mines, but but based in the UK, and I've got some great friends um, that I've worked with who who are Camborne graduates. But I think that you know maybe they'll they'll see that it's an opportunity as the numbers at places like Wasm go up. That wow, maybe I should uh, I should put that back on, and um and you know get some more people through because. Now, I've hired some great people out of out of Camborne, as I said, and we've got some great uh, great industry colleagues out of Camborne. Um, I'm very, very uh, sad to see that that undergraduate course close. Yeah, I think there is some things happening in the background uh, to sort of resurrect that. Um, but yeah, we will wait and see. Funny enough, I, I actually, uh, funny enough, I actually went down to Cornwall uh, during the summer, and I uh, I met up with a handful of graduates, and a few of them are actually going to join Northern Star uh, as part of their graduate program. Um, and they, they couldn't wait to, to get over to Australia and uh, start their start their graduate programs. So, um, yeah, it's something that I suppose companies need to start looking at. And um, because certainly the, the, the graduates are all keen to, to get that start experience, especially here in the UK where there isn't there. There is limited opportunities. Um, I get candidates, obviously graduates approach me to ask if I can help or give advice. And uh, one of my advices is to, because to, it's easy access to get over to Australia and to go over and, yeah, start start your careers over there. Uh, and, and obviously you're needing a lot of people. So, um, yeah, it's something that... Um, global industry. industry. Global industry, it's easier, you know, with COVID now lifted, it's easier to travel again. It's easier to, to get around. And, you know, there's plenty of jobs in Western Australia. So if you get them on a plane down there on a, on a working visa, um, it's pretty easy, easy to line up a job these days. Yeah. Obviously, this podcast goes all around the world. How mm. is the WA mining market at the moment? Um, look, it's, it's actually um, firing on all cylinders. The, you know, typically, there'll be you know, one commodity that's up and the other commodities will be down at any one time. But um, over the last couple of years, what you've seen is, is you know, new commodities come on, like you know, lithium, for example, uh, you know, rare earths start to, to build projects and look for people. And you know, the gold price is still high. The nickel market's still hot. You know, everyone loves copper and, and wants to be in that. The iron ore price is still high. They need people. Uh, so you know, it hasn't been typical of you know, the last 30, 40 years that every single one of these commodities is going at the same time. And you know that's what we're seeing. So in a in a mining focused town like um, like Perth, you know particularly you know West Perth. So I'm I'm in a little suburb called West Perth, 
and it's quite it's where all the junior mining companies sort of hang out and it's as busy as I've ever seen it. So, you know, lines up, line up, lines up to buy a coffee in the morning and to buy your lunch and, and do all that. But I think they're all just signs of a, of a really healthy market out here. Um, but what that does is it makes it competitive for talent. Yeah. Um, and lastly, concluding, um, what's the uh, outlook for Bellevue Gold for the remainder of this year? Um, and is there anything else that you'd like to add um, and provide to our audience? No, so look, um, the, the outlook for Bellevue right now is where we are just, uh, you know, head down, bum up, uh, working on getting our operation into production. Um, you know, getting a, you know, getting a gold bar out of the Bellevue mine plant is, um, is something that we're really focused on and really excited about. You know, that's going to happen later this year. Um, but, you know, you can't underestimate there's a, there's a lot of work that needs to go into it. So, um, you know, we're ramping up, we're hiring people, we're, uh, you know, we're having to, to put the runs on the board to get there. But where we see this opportunity is we get to, to build a first-class mine, we get to build a team, we get to build a culture, and we really get to build, um, you know, a company. And, you know, once we've done that, you know, we've done what we said we can do. You know, we produce this 200,000 ounce per annum run rate. Um, we get it at a low cost. Then we create a, a fantastic platform for future growth. So, um, look, we're all, uh, we're all excited and, um, you know, ready to get into it. And, um, you know, it's going to be a big year for us. Darren, really appreciate your time. Give us an update on Bellevue Gold. Um, wish you well for 2023 and beyond. Um, it sounds like you've got a great, great asset there. And obviously your, your experience in working with Northern Star previously, um, I think we'll put you in good stead to uh, make a success of this. Um, and I'll be happy for you to come on maybe later in the year to give us a, give us an update. Uh, be my pleasure, Rob. Uh, always good to catch up. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Um, and if our audience wants to reach out to you, if they've got any questions um, or want to follow your story, how can they go about that? And are you across certain social media platforms? Yeah, so look, mainly LinkedIn for me. Uh, you know, we we want to show the world what we're doing and give up, give good updates. Um, so, you know, jump onto LinkedIn. Uh, we have a corporate presentation on the Verify platform. So, you know, ASX announcements on the ASX website, you can get company announcements, but we have 3D spin around things you can see on Verify as well, um, which is a, a new thing that we've done, which is awesome. So, look, feel free to uh, reach out through those platforms. Yep. And we include those in the show notes so uh, people can uh, get easy access to that information. Um, thank you again. Um, and to the audience, appreciate you for listening. Please uh, keep sharing these episodes. Um, great story here with Bellevue Gold. Um, so appreciate if you can share this episode to all your friends uh, in the industry, wherever they are in the world, um, to help educate the mining, the mining community globally. Um, because all of these podcasts that you listen to, there is bits of nugget, golden nuggets that you can get from this to help you in your you know, obviously career and develop your career. So appreciate your continued support. And until next time, happy mining. Thank you for listening. Remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, happy mining, helping each other to improve the mining industry.